Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Ah, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are. Game to love uh, off the back of uh, what was quite an epic tournament over in Monte Carlo, JG. We had Stefanos Tsitsipas winning his first Masters uh, title against a very competitive uh, Andre Rublev, who's always there or thereabouts in these big competitions these days. Yeah, well, not so much the big ones, but definitely the 500s and 250s. He's always been there. He went a step further, got to the final this year. And I'll be honest, it's not the final I was anticipating. I didn't think Rublev or Sitipas would be in the final. I was playing it very safe and boring, going for the Djokovic-Nadal final. It never come to fruition. I know you was in the same kind of mood. You thought it would be the same sort of pattern. Um, <laughs> we're all hoping for it mate that yeah I think it's probably we've just been so accustomed to seeing the big guys winning this tournament notably Nadal over the years it was just a bit crazy not to see either of them in there considering they both entered um, I think if you look at yeah. the stats when the big guys are in the Masters or Grand Slam tournaments the chances of neither of them coming into the final is more or less 0% so um, yeah. it's, it's mental really I must admit but credit to Sitapas what a player he now has become, in my opinion. I've always been a bit harsh on him, to be fair, on the podcast and talking to you in private. He's the guy who has all the ability, but just suffers at the last hurdle, the mental fragility of Stefano Sitipas, serving out for sets, serving out for matches. I don't always fancy him too much, to be honest. A bit similar to a lot of the next-gen players. We saw it yeah. very evident in the US Open final with Team and uh, Zverev, shaky, shaky one there. Uh, and sit a pass for me is in the same kind of bracket. Mate, definitely. And that well, yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. It's still yet to be seen mm. on the big stage, but he's starting to really step it up. Uh, I think it was a real positive 
uh, start to the year this year for Tsitsipas, considering uh, last year obviously had the six match points against Borna Choric, went begging. Yeah. That was in that. He might have done well in that uh, US Open uh, had he gone through, considering how shaky the final was between those two. But he got through uh, in uh, Australia uh, against uh, Rafael Nadal, uh, managed to come back from two sets to love down against him, showing resolve, showing when he gets uh, his foot on the pedal or on the gas, so to speak, he, he's nearly unstoppable by uh, even these big players. And I just want to see him do it uh, more often. And now you've seen him, he's backed that up sort of by just uh, taking uh, this Monte Carlo tile. Granted, people are going to say, was this the uh, the hardest uh, route to the final? No, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And he didn't drop a set the whole entire tournament and he won it like, at a canter. Uh, and Rublev, who beat Raf on the Dow, didn't really stand a chance in that final. So, and I, mate, I want to echo exactly what you just said there, talking about people are going to jump on the bandwagon and say he didn't have a tough draw and kind of discredit his win. I think it's a load of nonsense because the level he played at, if you watched how he was playing and the way he was performing, was was outstanding. Yep. Didn't drop a set. Um, and obviously, any final, I don't care who you play against, is going to be a very tough match. People have, uh, over the years have always said a final is a 50-50 match. Uh, it always comes down to that. It's a, there's an yep. added element of nerves and pressure on it. And ultimately, they're both players are in the top of their game because they've got through all the other rounds. Um, in this situation, he played a Rublev who's just beaten Rafael Nadal on clay in Monte Carlo. So it's not easy to be able to then follow that up and beat him, the guy, the, the guy who conquered Rafael Nadal. And that's why we've sort of led exactly. us to this whole um, uh, title of the episode, people wondering... Uh, Will Sitipas be able to beat Rafael Nadal at French at the French Open? Is he is he Rafael Nadal's biggest threat? Would you say now? You would sort of think so after that performance. Uh, if he can produce that, and that was a big stage, and Monte Carlo is a big stage. It had the big names in there. It had the big two players. Who, well, Rafa and Djokovic were in there, and Sitipas if he had come up against Djokovic. Well, the way Djokovic played against Evans, he definitely would have beaten him, would have beaten him convincingly. And uh, if he came up against, well, Nadal serving seven double faults, yeah, for sure he would have beaten him as well. So I don't think uh, if any either of these players level drops and Sitipas is playing like that, he beats either of them for me. So Dominic team question mark, really. Hasn't played much tennis uh, really uh, since the Australian Open. Uh, we saw him obviously in Qatar, yeah. Uh, not really seen him since. and Well, he's injured, isn't he? It's quite a shame to see yeah. Dominic team sidelined. He's a guy who loves to play tennis. And we were yeah. always joking through the coronavirus times, he was playing more exhibitions than anyone. We couldn't get him off the court. Yeah. So for him to be sidelined right now, I can imagine it's super, super tough. And something, it must be a pretty bad injury to, to keep him off the court. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah. with regards to talking about Dominic team in comparison to a, like, to a Stefano Sitabas, I think they're now in an even kill on clay, honestly. Yeah. I know teams proved it more in the past. He's always been known as the prince of clay, the guy yeah. to sort of be the successor of Rafael Nadal. Sitapas, right up there for me now, 100%. And the reason <clears> being, <throat> I'm, ba- I'm not basing this off this Monte Carlo tournament. In fact, it sort of starts last year at the French Open when he played against Djokovic. He was two sets down, brought it to a fifth set. Is that correct? He was yeah. definitely, yeah, he was two, two sets down. down, brought it to the fifth set. And if it wasn't for, 
I don't know, it's hard to say because Djokovic was really good on the day. I thought he showed a lot of mental resolve in that final set and just did what he does best. Yeah, but yeah. is that really that much hardship losing to Djokovic in the fifth set of a Grand Slam? I don't think it's, it was... it's hard to really judge Sitapas off of that. What I saw the level from him encouraged me enough for me to put him in the bracket of this guy's serious. Watch out, he can beat anyone. Well, that that's exactly what you've got to look at. I mean, granted, they're on the two opposite surfaces. He's played the world number one and world number two on maybe say they're not favoured surface, but. He has come back from two sets to love down against both of them. Had he not had that, uh, it looked like cramping in the French Open in the fifth set. It looked like he was really struggling yeah. to move around the court. Had that not happened, I think that he would have taken out Djokovic in that and he would have seen him in the final versus Rafa. But he got the uh, injury. He couldn't last. His body couldn't keep up with uh, the level of tennis he was playing. And Djokovic, you know what he's like. He can go for, for days playing at... at that high level. Um, Rafa Nadal, you saw what happened when he can put it together on the hard court. He came back, he beats him. And I think that will have given him the confidence to go into Monte Carlo. And I think if he'd have faced Rafa, like I said, I think he would have beaten Rafa in that tournament. I think he would have beaten anybody. I think he was playing the tennis we've always wanted to see Tsitsipas play. And he looked like he was a bit free of care. I think maybe his dad was on his side for a change. That's nice to see. There was He was quite emotional, his dad, at yeah, the end of that sure. tournament as well. It was really nice to see there was a, a real bonding thing between him and his dad. You can tell they're very close, and that's why it gets a little bit tense in the in the stands a lot of the time. And he only wants the I think it was only right? nice that Monte Carlo because he won. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wait, If you'd have been down a few breaks against Rublev, I reckon we would have seen a different dynamic between him and his dad, to be honest, but that's just the way it goes. I just want to go to the chat quickly because we've got sure. uh, Shivam here saying he personally would say that Djokovic is still the biggest threat uh, to Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros. Obviously, I don't think anyone can argue that Rafa's yeah. the favourite for uh, Roland Garros. You'd be stupid to say that he isn't. You've seen what he's done there over the years. Definitely. He demolishes everyone. He doesn't even lose sets there. So to lose matches, it's, it's hard to really see anyone beating him but I'll be honest I'm going to say this now as a big Rafael Nadal fan I would be more worried about him playing Sissipas at the French Open this year than Djokovic yeah mate I would totally agree with that because you saw uh, what he was able to do to Djokovic in that last final I think that there's going to be a time when things just uh, eventually change. Rafa can't be like unbeatable forever. you got to remember that. He's human. He's shown he was human against Rublev. He can have an off day the same as anyone else. And it's hard to put together a string of victories across two weeks and play that high level of tennis. And the older you get, the harder it gets to perform at that level. They're, credit to them, they're still doing it into their mid-30s. So, I mean, in Federer, he was doing, he's still doing it, well, into his late 30s. I mean, if they can yeah, get to crazy. that level, I mean, Federer, a bit of an anomaly, really, to be doing it still that late into your career. If they still keep up with that and manage to play as well as he's done l later in their career, fair play. But there's going to have to be a, a point where it starts like catching up with each other. And then we're going to see the teams and the, the sitter passes. It's not going to be, oh, it's 100% Rafa and I was going to win or 90%. It's going to be 60-40. It's going to, you won't be able to be a pick em. You won't be able to know who's going to win those matches because yeah. their mental side of their game, they're going to start winning more tournaments. It's going to improve. There's going to be a lot more fans, young fans, 
who are going to not know about Rafael Nadal maybe as much as maybe, maybe our generation, your generation. I think that there's going to be like, there, I think there's hope for the future for tennis. I just think that this generation has incredible tennis players and it's just about putting it together on the big stage and the mental side of the game. I think Tsitsipas, if he can just get it over the line in one Grand Slam, we could see multiple Grand Slams from him. Well, I want to build on that, what you just said about the mental side of the game. And something I just want to sort of uh, reiterate there is the mm. fact that now he's won a title on clay. Yeah. Being his first big title on clay. <clears throat> that yes. means surely he's going to be, I think it's his first ever title on clay, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he won one in uh, Estoril uh, in uh, 2019 in okay, Portugal. Okay, so I'll stick but... with what I first said. The first big title on clay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that that is going to now give him so much confidence going into a Roland Garros. He's never been in. He's never entered a French Open tournament ever in his whole career off the back of a big success on clay. Now he has. How is that going to influence his game? Surely he's going to have a few more. Um, I don't know the mental side. Surely it's going to help him massively, leaps and bounds. He can go back to the memory tank and think, you know what? I won that. I dug in against Rublev in the in the final. I can do yeah. it again. I think so. I th I I think that there is only so long that you can be uh, like mentally beating yourself up as well, because there's got to be a time when he finally lets go or he gets the right coaching or he gets the right, maybe he sees a hypnotist, maybe he gets something that's got to, got to change because when you've got that much talent, it's just going to go to waste. And we can't see this, this amount of talent. The same with Dominic team as well. He's due to win many more slams if he wants it and if he can get that mental side right because yeah but I want to just quickly say something on Dominic Tim because he's come out recently and talked about some of the mental health troubles he's had yeah uh, I've not I've not been able to see it all I'm not sure if you have um but I'll let you speak about it if you have but for me it's hard it's hard to see uh thanks for raising that Jordan it's obviously a tough time right now if it's happening in the world there's people People's minds are in bits, I'll be honest. There's so many people going to be suffering from mental health off the back of this pandemic, more yeah. so than all the physical repercussions. And uh, that's why my thoughts go out to everyone. Everyone watching this who is suffering with any kind of mental issues whatsoever. Uh, obviously, we're always here if you want to talk to us about anything, uh, just yeah, to, as, as, a, as a platform, or even just people in the live chat, come talk in the Discord about tennis or anything to really escape yourself from the troubles of life. And Dominic team right now seems to be going through a bit. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, well, he did do an interview, I think, fairly recently. And then he was just talking about that, obviously, like you were saying. Like yeah, I didn't catch much of it, I must admit. The, the mental side of uh, tennis, I just sort of uh, brought it up quickly just to have a quick look through. And they were just sort of asking him about uh, how difficult it's been really during this time during lockdown. And uh, he says it's, yeah, it's just impacting him massively. Uh, I think he's the type of player, like you saw, he was trying to stay so active as well throughout that period. I don't think he deals well with being uh, reined in with his training, with his... Uh, all his activity because you've seen what's happened now. Like uh, he's suffering, well, he's suffering with a knee injury now as well. Hopefully that doesn't affect his mental health as well. Uh, well, I, I'm sure I, it's not going to have a positive impact. Is he? No, he's somebody exactly. who wants to be playing tennis. Well, Clay as well. Like, this yeah, is what I mean. It's, it's the worst of... season for him. This is his favorite season. The bit he looks forward to most in the season. Yeah. It's just taken away from him. Well, definitely. Uh, I'm hoping he's uh, he sort of came out and he said he's not fully fit yet. Uh, so he withdrew from uh, the Belgrade uh, tournament 
due to the knee injury. But I don't think, uh, from what I was reading, it didn't sound as serious. But I think it's just precautionary that he's. Uh, he said it wasn't a big issue. So uh, that's as far as he's gone with that comment. Uh, he probably doesn't want to let on too yeah. much as well players like to keep a little bit uh secret when it comes to their injuries you don't want uh, players exploiting it when you're playing them as well mm-hmm. so well wish him the like all the recovery in the world i want to see him at that french open as much as anybody honestly all of them honestly team there honestly sitter pass nadal Djokovic all Karatsev. battling out for this big trophy. <laughs> Karatsev as well but yeah, he's, you've got to be honest he's he's definitely in a tier below right now uh, but he's challenging them. He's doing well. Let's see what Karatsev can offer there. We've got some young guns as well. Massetti still playing really well. Alcaraz, I know he went out today. We'll touch on that later in the, yeah, in the episode. Uh, there's someone actually... Sorry, I'm not ignoring you, Gus. I did see your comment. It's quite an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Wawrinka has enough left in the tank to make another run at Roland Garros? Me, personally, no. I don't think so. I think that... He, he doesn't look as fast around the court as, as what he used to. I think he's still got the weapon there just to uh, to fire that backhand, but is it enough? I don't think yep. it is. I don't think it's enough for a slam or a big tournament. Maybe see him win a 250 or something, uh, maybe a smaller event. He's definitely got the firepower, like Ben said, to get all the way to a final and win that. I have no doubts about that whatsoever. To go into a Masters tournament, say Rome or something like that coming up, Madrid, I, I don't fancy him personally. Um, no. Uh, mate, I'm, I'm all for it as well. I'd love to see a big resurgence of Wawrinka. Almina's you, like you can never write any player off. Apologies, Almina. <laughs> uh, I know you're now. a big fan. We all are, to be fair. Wawrinka yeah, is someone who I'd we all grew, we all watched and we grew in love with tennis. A bit like a songer as well. We're seeing him come back now. He's struggling, lost to Jerusalem yeah, earlier. I hate to see um, it. But these are, these are big icons in the sport and people who, from, well, me personally, I can, I can only tell my story. Watch growing up watching the sport, like I remember them when I was first really getting into it and just how they were playing. I'm a bit younger than a lot of you, and watching them, them, them guys just smacking the ball back and forth inspired me. I loved it, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, he's an incredible I grew player. to love tennis off the back of a lot of these. That's guys. why he's got three Grand Slam titles because when he puts it together, he is uh nearly impossible to play against. Stan, uh, incredible player, incredible tools. Uh, hopefully we can see him make at least a, a, a nice little run at one of the Grand Slams again. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Uh, I think the maximum he's got in the tank is maybe a quarterfinal, if I'm honest, though. I'm not going to uh, go too overkill on uh, what he's got What he's got left. But prove me wrong, Stan. I want to see it. No, I'm, I'm actually it. on a complete the same page as you on this one, Ben. Mate, I, I want to agree s- on something. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes a change, doesn't it? I was going to say about Tsitsipas, though. I think what's really positive for him, because uh, we're talking about generational uh, tennis as well, how Rafael Nadal and uh, Djokovic and uh, obviously Federer as well, that is that generation. Uh, Tsitsipas, he's very big in social media. He has a very big following in social media. He's very good on his, uh, he has like YouTube channels, he's on Twitter, on, obviously on Instagram, loves filming, loves creating stuff as well. He's a very creative uh, player. I think this uh, really resonates a lot with uh, young people as well. He obviously is very still very young himself, but this is only going to be positive for him when he goes into tournaments. They all He's going to be able to interact so much more with fans. I think he's going to have a massive following. And if he can just put uh, like the the performances onto the court like he did in Monte Carlo, 
this is going to be huge for his career. I think that he can really, if he gets a grand slam under his belt, he's off to the races, mate. I, hey, think I agree. I think he is a superstar in the making. Yeah, mate, he's massive. And we wait for the big three to retire. Stefanos Sitipas is going to is the guy to sort of step up, I feel, and take it by the reins. And people are going to get behind him, no doubt. I think there's some interesting rivalries forming as well. Uh, some, like you said, some really top talents. They're not necessarily the as great as as what we've seen with the big three, but they're still ridiculously good tennis players. And I'm excited to see what this next era of tennis has in store. Personally, Man, I'm super um, excited. I think uh, it's interesting as well because there's probably. If he was to win a Grand Slam or even potentially a couple of Grand Slams, I think there's going to be sponsorships chomping at the bits. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a Saka. I think he's yeah. like the the, the, the the male equivalent of a Saka. Look at Very the guy. marketable. I mean, yeah, so marketable. Look at him. I mean, he's got a massive following. He's a... Like, very good looking guy plays up to it got swagger has a bit of like banter as well as a funny guy put nick kyrgios's phone number on the internet for his birthday <laughs> stuff like that he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of game about him and there's, there's a lot to like so i think just ultimately to... though ben i know you've always said this to me i'm a bit more boring than you i know we call you boring ben sometimes on the podcast Why but not? for me I, I look at it as like i don't really care too much about all that I want to judge them on their tennis. And ultimately, the guy for me who's going to get my most following is the one I like watching on the tennis court and who's the most entertaining at tennis. And oh, to yeah. be honest, he's got that. That's, yeah, what, he, that's, what, that's what is saleable for me. He's not a boring tennis flair. player. He's got a lot of flair. His hands are good. He'll mix up play. Um, he's quite vocal at times. He gets the crowd going with big shots bit of a showman I, I love him on call I think it's you can't really watch a sit a pass match and not be entertained you can be frustrated if you're a fan in the past <laughs> yeah, yeah don't get me wrong because he is very frustrating you just know he's so much better than sometimes the performances he puts out but as a whole product the guy is incredible and um yeah. let's let's just focus on some of the results recently I know you've got the screenshot there well let's just share yeah. it yeah okay um, I'll add that Pop to the out. stream so you yeah, can see not? this was the final so sit a pass Rublev Beat him in straight sets just over the hour. 6-3, 6-3. Crazy. Really good result for him. Rublev was on fire as well. Yeah. Um, and I think I was saying it on the live watch long. For me, that performance I saw from him was one of the best I've ever seen on yeah. clay. Well, that's why I've just uh, sort of clicked it and filtered it by the clay so we can sort of go back and look at his body of work on clay recently. And maybe we can sort of pick out some performances and... And you can sort of let us know what what parts of his game do you think that he has that really could test someone like Rafa playing his top game? Because it's a real difficult customer to play on clay. But Sitipas, I think with that single-handed backhand... Uh, He's got a weapon off both wings. That's how yeah. you beat Rafa Nadal. You need to be able to be aggressive off both sides. And he can do that, certainly. He can also mix it up as well. His volume's incredible. But I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be recency bias here and just be delusional about yeah. the whole thing. I'm backing my man Rafa Nadal. I still don't think he beats him at Roland Garros. I'm just saying he's the. I think he's the biggest competitor to him, and that's why I wanted to pose that. That is the title of the podcast, and we should actually cover that to the point. And that's why I want to see your stance completely. Well, who would you say is? Would you say Djokovic is a better chance of beating Nadal or Sitipas? Um or team. 
Uh, well, I think Dominic Team is difficult to include in the conversation at the moment due to injury. So I don't really want to. Uh, I don't want to bring him into the conversation at the moment. If he comes back and we see him perform, maybe. Uh, for what me, about this man, this might change the thing. Santorin Dolo, he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's on the clay. He's winning he's again. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm, I'm actually over the moon about that. But mate, he's looking great. He's looking good as well. Uh, for me. I think Rafa's he's still going to be the one to beat maybe for the next couple of years. Uh, I, I, until I see something, I don't read too much into the fact. It was his first clay court uh, tournament back. Uh, the same as against Schwartzman. He yeah. had an off. He had a bit. Well, I know it sounds frustrating to say, and there's, there's people who are going to say, oh, you're just disrespecting like the opposition. But if Rafa loses on clay, he's normally had an off day. <laughs> it's not normally because the opponent played out of their skin and managed to beat him. It, it, it does happen, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, Schwartzman, Schwartzman and uh, um, and he did play better probably than what uh, Rublev, Rublev. Rublev played against him. Schwartzman was incredible that day. Rublev was great as well, but he still managed to sort of be coming back into that match somehow, Rafa. He was allowing him back into it with uh, some sloppy shots. But uh, I think, for me, Rafa, it's his to lose. He loses matches. Well, without than... the serving disaster class, let's be honest, Rublev yeah, exactly. wouldn't, have, wouldn't have had the same chance. No, no, exactly. So that's what I mean. I think City Pass, if that, if that had been that Rafa, he could have maybe served slightly less double faults against uh, City Pass. Let's say Harvam down to yeah. three double faults or something in the match and maybe a few errors into the net. I think Sitterpass is right there. You could be in like maybe potentially a five-setter if he's playing the way he's playing in Monte Carlo. And that, imagine that. How exciting would that be? Rafa being taken all the way to the brink. It could be a while and it could be like that for uh, for a while. Rafa might be taken to five sets on clay first before he loses and finally someone overtakes him. It might just be he starts struggling a bit more and gets four set wins, five set wins, and not the straight sets tournament that we saw uh, in the last French Open. But we'll have yeah. to wait and see, mate. It's one of those unknown entities. You can see... Well, let's uh, have a look at these. So the loss there is the French Open semi-final against Djokovic. Yeah. Come so close, two sets down, 3-2. You've got another one there, Hamburg final against Rublev. It's another close three sets. Yep. You can see the type of people he's losing to here. Yes. And there's Ginger. um can no. you really be too <laughs> harsh on him for losing these ones? These are real these are the, the very best on clay. So it just shows. Yeah. And they've all he's got a set in all of these. It's only one set separating them. It's still going. Yannick well, Sinner he lost in Rome. Rublev, he should have beaten. Five three up in that final set against yep. Rublev. Should have beaten him. Mental side of the game. Hopefully he's improved it. Sinner. Uh, no, I that was a terrible one. I remember yeah, that one. I think it was an just... absolute no. City pass was awful. Yeah, he absolutely just terrible. One of the worst performances I've ever seen. Didn't deserve the set. He was so so bad on the day. It can happen. Like he's he's just he's been very inconsistent over the years. I'm starting to see that sort of creep out of his game now. I think we're seeing yeah. a more prime City pass. Hopefully, Hope so. we don't see more of the Sinner performances. But saying that, he still took a set of Sinner, and Sinner's world class. So. The Vavrinka one was obviously the year before. Yep. Incredible. Obviously, you know how good Vavrinka is on clay. And the 8-6 in the final set against uh, Vavrinka, he was two sets to one down, pulled it back to 2-2. Two, two. I don't think... I think we can forgive him for that. Vavrinka yeah. at the French Open, come on. Yeah. So, move on. Uh, 
Do you want to have a quick yeah, look? Yeah, no, keep going down, mate. Keep yeah. going down, see if there's any more. Uh, you've got that, what's that? Uh, Nadal straight again. sets Rafael Nadal in Rome. <laughs> you've Djokovic. got Djokovic straight set in Madrid. You've got loads of greens Strap. here still, though. Beating yeah. a lot of players. As you can see there, a big one that stands out is he beat, obviously, Madrid. He beat Rafael Nadal and Zverev there. Yeah, man. Of course, I mean, you've got to mention it. So the guy is incredible. He's doing. He's been doing good things for a few years now. Um, and he's getting yep. very close. I, honestly, as much as I'm saying Rafael Nadal beats him on clay, I think Sitipas takes a set off him, for sure. I think he's I definitely think... got that. I, I'll be surprised if if Rafa can whitewash him in three, in straight sets. That's what I mean, mate. I think it's only going to be a matter of time. It's closing the gap. Like, do you think... I don't, I don't I don't even think it's a true representation of Rafa just seeing him play one bad match. That's the problem. Like You see him play that and you're like, oh, is he done? That, no, but he's not. That's just him. He has one of those probably every year, and then he, he just goes on. A, he steamrolls people for the for the rest of the clay court season. So we got to wait to see if that he still has that in the locker because we've seen Rafa even at Wimbledon. I know it's not the same, but we've seen him go out early doors in Wimbledon, uh, and that's a Grand Slam. Uh, it was like shock defeat to like Rosal, someone like that. Does he have that in him? If he serves seven double faults against anybody <clears throat> and plays the way he did against Rublev in the first round in Roland Garros, he could go out. I'm not that. That's just reality. You play that badly, you could go out. And I'm hoping that he doesn't have more of those performances in him. I'm sure he just uh, yeah no, against uh, yeah against someone like Rublev, you just can't. That's the, that's the sort of the level. I think anyone below Rublev, he could have, might have still been able to get it over the line, even with a terrible performance. But yeah, Rublev's uh, top of the top of the pack at the moment. So yeah, no chance. But anyway, yeah, looking down. Obviously, we're going back 2019 there. That's when he won in uh, Estoril. Yep. That was that uh, maiden uh, clay court win there for him. Uh, well, in ATP events, so he had one yeah, challenger. Sorry about that earlier. It's just because I, I look at it. It's just no. It's I do count it. It's just like it's not a big tournament, is it? No offense. It's a it's a good win to get under your belt. But when we're talking about the top top of the sport, um, it's more the the sort of the bigger ones. Uh, now me uh, twelve travel says <laughs> sorry saying uh, I had tickets for Philip Chatre that day. So gutted when they put Vavrinka versus Sitipas on the Suzanne Long poor decision. Run. Oh God! Can you imagine? Oh, that's so, I've been so upset. Such bad luck. That is that is a very uh, bad luck. I'm not sure mate. what Squire was saying. Sinner is Italian, not Romanian. We've always said Sinner's is Italian. Man, <laughs> not sure what's going on there. Wrong country flag. Anyway, we'll keep yeah, on we can't really look too much into these other ones here. There's a few more losses here, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he's obviously improved uh, since he's then. Impro- he's improved a lot the last three years. Yeah, yeah. Lost the Donskoy there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Donskoy on there. Go on, Donskoy. Evgeny getting one over on him. Del Potro, mate. Oh, God. Well, is he ever going to come back? It's we'll amazing he got to play him, though. Yeah, fantastic. That's one you'll always remember, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mate, uh, just uh, sad to see uh, Del Pocho. Hopefully he comes back at some point. I think he's in the category with Murray, if I'm honest, though. Yep. I don't think we're going to see Del Pocho or Murray challenging really again. I just want to see him step out on court. That's all I yeah. want to see. I just want to see him get back on court and see what happens from there because um, yeah. 
I'll be I'll be ecstatic with that. Oh, Jordan's just saying it, it said Rome because that's Roma. It was in Rome. <laughs> the tournament is not Romania. <laughs> no, I was getting confused on that whilst we were doing the. Uh, it's easy to get mixed up. It's just the way it has it's flash scores. The way that it's all laid out. Every time I was looking at it, I was looking at Mon, and I kept thinking Monterey, and I kept wanting to say that, but it's not. It's obviously Monte Carlo. But luckily, I was I refrained from uh, announcing it. But yeah, yeah but anyway, guys, what I wanted to just quickly say, Ben, is um, yes. for anyone in the chat, let us know what your thoughts on this is. Do you think Sittipas is the closest to potentially knocking uh, Rafael Nadal out of a Roland Garros victory? Like he's been winning it every year. He's been walking the tournament. Can Sittipas stop him in his tracks? He definitely looks good. Obviously, the yeah. winner of Monte Carlo. Um, he's playing some really good tennis now, growing in confidence. Let us know what you think. Put it in the chat or even also in the comments below. Uh, be interesting to see what what your guys' thoughts are on the whole thing. Yeah, do you want to have a quick, uh, brief look through just some of the results just uh, yeah, before we go? Yeah, Okay, I'll just uh, have a quick. I'll just share that. Uh, just I'm conscious there's a few matches today that destroyed my bracket, but uh, let's go through some of them. Uh, yeah, as you can see there, there's the first one on the list: the Mutet just uh, beating Dominic Quep for in straight sets. You called it, JG. Well done to you. Holgeru now, uh, Ramos through. Gasquet, we both had Gasquet, mate. Close. Yep, got that one wrong. That was yeah. ended up in a tie break. Masai I had Fakina, that one. Yeah, Bublik. Go on, the got Bublik. That. Yeah, so Bublik. Oh, Alcaraz, mate. I, was, I had that one on early. I was watching it so close. But I think people just disrespected TFO. They got on the hype train. I got I on the hype train. I think we've just put a bit too much on yeah, young Alcaraz's shoulders. There's too much pressure on the yeah, guy. Yeah, too much. Uh, the bookies, you can see they had him as such a big favourite, yeah, really. It's it is, it's pretty mental. And yeah, mate. I mean, it was evident, really. TFO looked like he was there to prove a point as well. Like he was the underdog in the matchup and he was just not going to go away. And... Uh, yeah, he, I think experience told there today. And uh, Alcaraz played great in some spells. Don't get me wrong. He played some incredible shots. The TFO was solid. Uh, yeah. Deserved the win. Goffan threw against her bear. Chardy out. Shapovalov shouldn't have gone against him, should I? So that's me. Another one. I think you had Shapo, didn't you? Yeah, but I'm not sure if I had uh, Goffan. Oh, did you not? I No, I think yeah. you had her bear, didn't you? Yeah. I went Batista a good. He scared me in the first set, but went through fairly comfortably. I got him in the second. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Norrie. Mate, Norrie's doing it against Hatchnock. Yeah, Looks know, like he's going to knock him out. <laughs> just broke, Fair just play, Cam happened. Norrie. Mate, he's going to do it. He's going to prove us wrong, mate. I had him going out first round. He's got through another round. <laughs> he's going to really try and destroy my bracket again. He always does. Sinner, mate. I think we had both had that. Yeah. Into Belgrade, Del Bonis, that's one bad one for you. Bruce Avori withdrew, which is annoying because we put uh, him through, but that's the one I want to talk about, Ben. The one that's in play right now, Francisco yeah. Serendolo against Popperin, up a set on serve. Can he do it, the boy? Mate, uh, indeed. Can he do it? Oh, Laszlo Gere's out. No, that was my dark horse, I think. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's Kick shocking, to be fair. Kick I'm surprised he lost that. Ryan Neck went through. I had this one. I called this one earlier. Uh, Kwon Soon Wu. Yeah, I, I, was, I had the same. Yeah, uh, this one. I had Badeni to win, mate. He's looking good. He's a set-up. I didn't want Karatsev to face Korda again. Come on, Badeni. Let's knock Korda out. I want to see Karatsev Badeni next round. Nice one. So, yeah, I think that, I don't know. Should we quickly have a quick scan? You can have a quick look, but I've got a head off yeah, in about yeah, I know. two minutes' time. 
as you can see here, sir. Oh, there's a embarrassing one, six one six love, Kasakina. Mate, we were Cost- talking how good she is, and can she do mate. it on the clay court? She's answered mate. it. You yeah. can do it. I think she's gonna win, mate. I think she could go all the way. Zvonna really, Raver really looking good. good. Krajakova, look at that. I said to you earlier, didn't I? I was worried about her. And then look at that six two. You're like, she'll be fine. <laughs> six two six love yeah. in the last two sets. And Pharaoh beats Martic, mate. The big Wait, one. Wait, is Pharaoh my winner? I think she is. Mate, we both needed her to get to the final, so we needed that. I don't know one. if I have her winning the whole thing, but I've got to go in. I think I've got to go in all the way, but that's a good one for me because that's a really tricky one. I think she's got an easier run going forwards. Uh, Sabalenka there's underway against Seng. Kvitova one. one. I called that one. Alexandrova. Yeah, you had and I Mukova. got that wrong. I had Mukova, so she's let me down. But <sighs> it seemed like it was a free set. Could have gone either way. How is Dan Evans is through again, mate, in the doubles? He's loving it on the clay courts. Go on, Dan. He's loving it. Clay yeah. court supremo. Right. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us on this one. Before I go, I just want to say one thing. Uh, we have some special news which will be coming soon to the channel. Uh, go check us out in the Discord and you'll be able to find out some more information about it. It'll be coming very soon. Yes. Uh, but one thing I do want to say is if we do have any keen tennis enthusiasts who like writing about tennis and who want to appear on our website uh, as a writer, we have some really great ideas about upcoming tennis players, women's tennis, men's tennis, challengers tennis, uh, whatever really your passion is and what drives you forward in the sport. We would be lo- we would love to hear from you. Basically, message us either on Twitter, Instagram, on Discord, uh, and we can arrange it and get you really involved in the GTL family and producing some really quality content for the new website, which would hopefully be lo- launching very soon. Yeah, indeed. And uh, also, just want to give a quick shout out, uh, Rupak, obviously the winner of the Monte Carlo Masters uh, on the uh, bracket league. Well done to you. Your your prize is heading out to you very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled on the channel. Hit the bell button to be notified because we're going to be bringing you uh, even more content with maybe some live watch-alongs later this week. Yeah, no worries. We'll see you guys soon. See you later, guys. Podcast Network.